What's happening, boss? What's good, man? Oh, shit, man. Uh, bruh, man, I hate doing laundry. I and that's what I'm laundry. in the process of doing laundry. No, I used to, but like, you know, living in the city, I don't have a washer and dryer in my actual mm. apartment. Mm. You've been in my house, I ain't got no washer and dryer. I forgot that. Yeah, it's like a communal for the building. This is this shit sucks. Not to move another reason I live in Los Angeles and not New York City. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in New York City. Brandon Eller coming to us today from Van Nuys, California. What's going on, In the Valley, loving it. So what the... I don't actually know what the Valley is, but I don't understand the topography of LA, so I it, probably should. It's a, so once you go over, like, the northern part of Los Angeles, like, the actual city of Los Angeles, so, like, over, like, Hollywood, northern part, it basically, it, like, you're going up a big hill... And then when you go over top of it, you go downhill into literally the valley. So it's like northern Los Angeles County is like this big valley. And yeah, it's just like a lot hotter. It's not as more family friendly. I mean, it's, there's no like cute parts, but it's literally just a, a valley. Bro, I, like every time I've been out there, I've never been north of Beverly Hills. Um, It's My nice. I mean, Be- Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, downtown. That's my those are, my triangle. Those are good spots to be. The valley's nice though. Um, like when I first moved here, when you remember Soraya, my ex girlfriend, she oh, would. Damn, you said her name on this podcast. Okay, I see. It's all right. Anybody who's followed me on social knows who she is. Um, she lived in Sherman Oaks, which is like the very bottom of the valley. It's like a very nice place. There used to be like a Cinemax show back in the day when we were kids called like Sherman Oaks, and it was like that softcore. Anyways, sorry, mom and dad. Um. But yeah, it's it's a nice area. It's a lot more affordable. It's not as congested. Probably not dealing with as much like dirty people and stuff like that. And the school districts are probably a little bit nicer. I mean, it, I, the Palisades is more where like LeBron and and people like that where their kids are, and that would be just west of the valley. So like really like northern like north of Los Angeles is kind of you know if you got money and you got family, that's probably more so where you want to be. Unless you got Beverly Hills money, then that's a different story. I literally lost everything you said after Skinamax. <laughs> Yo, Sherman Oaks, that show is fire. Please, somebody who's listening to this, I know the group chat. Somebody in the group chat's got to know about it. <laughs> oh. I'm looking at you, Ben. I'm looking oh, at you, Ben. Y'all need help. Oh, uh, look, man, we're coming back to y'all. Of course, a lot's going on in the National Football League. Apparently, if you're a running back this day and age, don't expect to get paid. Nope. That was what the main takeaway was. Uh, we're taping this on July 18th. That was the main takeaway after the deadline to extend the contract of running backs on the franchise tag came and went, uh, let's see, Lamar Jackson was on the franchise tag. He got a new contract. Evan Ingram tight end. He was on the franchise tag. He got a new contract. Only people who did not get contracts were running backs. Damn. But this, nothing new. We've been, what, when was the year Le'Veon Bell held out? Like 2017, 2018? I think it was 19. I think it was 19. 19? Yeah, so we're almost like five years where this has been a commonality. Like, the only running back that's really gotten paid since then is your boy, McCaffrey. And you know what? I'm glad the Panthers did that because they damn near beat that boy to hell when he was playing. His usage rate was so high that they had to pay him. And I'm glad they did. Then I'm glad glad they moved him to a team that could compete just because we would have ran him into the ground. But also, taking consideration, yes, he was a running back, but he did way more for the offense 
at that running back position. You saw him in the slot. You saw him in motion. You saw what he could do out of the backfield receiving. That's no knock against Tony Pollard, Saquon, because Saquon can do all those same things. The Giants just have not used him as such like he was used for the Pampers. Absolutely. And, and it's like, you know, we, you and I talked about this a little bit offline today. Neither of us are saying these running backs don't deserve to be paid. Like, we want to see everybody get paid. Like, NFL, I think, needs to really look at their cap. I almost wish that they would get into more like an NBA. Like, if you want to pay the luxury tax, pay the luxury tax. Like, if you have guys that you don't want to see you lose in free agency, like you brought them up for four or five years, it just doesn't really fit. Like, you have to pay a veteran quarterback. and You shouldn't have to lose a running back that you had for four or five years because you can't afford it. But all that being said, I think the bigger issue here is the NFLPA needs to do something about this. It's been a broken system for almost a decade now, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Running backs, the reality is the longevity of their career is so much shorter than any other position. It's time for them to move, you know, whatever their rookie deal, two, three years, whatever it needs to be. Or, or it just needs to be a completely separate thing because out of every position, it's the most flawed system. The issue is this. The NFL has the shortest lifespan of any major American sport. So you're looking at three to five years. They're not anticipating you being in the league three to five years. If you are, well, we look but they, at what, But they are for a first-round pick. Yes and no. First, okay. Yes and no, right? Like, I mean, I, we were talking earlier via text, and I said, look, I'm agreeing with the running backs. They should get paid. But the team is looking at it as a depreciating asset with major wear and tear on it. And so they're saying, we've already seen you for five years. We know you don't have another four or five in you. So we're not going to pay you as such. Um, Teams have been burned. L.A. Rams with Todd Gurley and his deal, the way he fell off. Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. Those deals are fresh in these GMs' minds. It's not just the running back position when they come to free agency, like we're seeing with Saquon Jacobs and Tony Pollard. It's the running back position in general. Remember, everyone was so shocked because B. John Robinson was drafted in the first round out of the University of Texas by the Atlanta Falcons, and everyone was like, what? A running back in the top 10? Why would we do that? Because that position is viewed as you get them for the cheap in the second, third, fourth, sixth rounds, and you go after A, the quarterback, B, the man that hits the quarterback, C, the man that protects the quarterback, or D, the man who takes away the ball from the quarterback in those early yep. first rounds. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, it's a flawed system. I mean, that's – what's but the I don't think it can though? be fixed. I, don't, I genuinely don't. I, I think I think inevitably I, I, it, you, you just have to let it run its course, and then in six years there will be some new offensive guru who decides, oh, wait, everyone's stacked gotta, up with safeties. There's, there's room in the middle of the field. Let's go back yeah. to a run game. Well, it's going to go, I I think, it it can't be fixed. There's no perfect one-size solution fits any of this. But one, the rookie scale, it needs to shrink. Five years, like you said it, if I'm not mistaken, I think the average life um, career span for an NFL player is three and a half years. I think that's that's the exact number. Yeah. That's why they they said it at five right there. Like that, they they were very specific when they said that. Like if you make it to this point, yeah, exactly. Like if you make it to this point, if you make it, to a you finish off the four years of your contract the team option for a fifth year and then we can franchise you at six years like think about that for a minute they can't do that they got to come away from it it needs to be three years it needs to be like the nba where 
you need to be incentivized. If I keep a player, I can give them more money and it's not as big of a hit on the salary cap. And there needs to be room. Like there's no NFL team that operationally can't afford to spend 15, $20 million more going over the salary cap for their luxury tax. If they really want to keep a running back, if they really want to keep a defensive end, they shouldn't have to be put into that system because the other problem is if you look at the spectrum of the pay scale, like what 80% of the guys are making less than a couple million dollars a year. That's complete bullshit. They need to spread it around better. I think it's a flawed system. I think it's the worst cap system in all major sports. They need to redo all of it. I don't know when the next um, oh, you got a bargaining agreement. They, they just signed one. Uh, if, if I'm the players, so they're here I'm, for like six years. Six if I'm years. the running backs, I don't as a you like you want to talk about collusion, which we talked about this offline too. Like the difference between collusion and strategically aligning on something. The owners aren't colluding at all. They're making a smart strategic decision. Like, let's not confuse those two things. I'm not saying I completely agree with it, but also straight like, business deal. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and feel bad for guys because instead of making $70 million, they're making $40 million over a career span. Like, I'm just not going to. I don't think that's going to be a winning strategy for the running backs. But I do think collectively as a brotherhood, bomb them. Don't show up to camp. Put your money where your mouth is. Make them revisit you know this much happen, sooner. Right? I know it's not going to happen. I'm an idealist. But, I mean, outside of that, I don't really know what else they can do. Like, sending all these tweets and bitching and moaning isn't getting anything done either. So it's like... Find something halfway in the middle and because this isn't working. they couldn't even come up with like a hashtag either. Because So Pro Football Talk <laughs> uh, wrote an article today that the running backs were upset. And so veteran running backs all decided to have a concerted effort to draw attention to this. And their concerted effort was Twitter. And I'm like, damn, y'all couldn't even have no hashtag, no free RB, no R-B-M-O-N-E. Like, so on. they could have came up with something better. Um, I think of Chris Rock and everything you just said. And I think of the the line from Chris Rock. You know what minimum wage is? We would pay you less if we could. And that's mm-hmm. exactly how the National Football League sees this. Look, Saquon, we appreciate the fact that you are the you are the catalyst for our offense. You created yes. our, you you created our quarterback Daniel Jones because he wasn't it when you were out. But that being said, we don't have to pay you more, so we're not going to. We could, we yeah. should, we ought to, but we're not. And that's what this situation is with Saquon. Same with Tony. I mean, look at the Cowboys. They jettisoned Ezekiel Elliott after doing that deal with him. Had Tony Pollard drafted him, let him become their feature back, and then was like, we're going to get rid of Zeke and still not pay you. Why? Because we can. Josh Jacobs let the National Football League in rushing a season ago. They got they had Marcus Mariota. They replaced him with Jimmy G. We still don't know how his foot is. So you know they're going to need a run game in the desert this year. We're going to pay you $10.1 million. We this to- is another situation where it should hit against the cap differently. Like it shouldn't take away from other players that you have to do something like you this. You might be on like to something team, with that. You might be on to something with that. The team needs to be penalized for having to franchise take players because they it's everything is so one-sided to the owners and to the organizations, and the players are getting sodomized. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't know if I was gonna go with that approach, but here's I'm gonna go with that. I mean, like it, there's no way you can look at it and feel like they're getting their fair share on any of this. Like I said. It's not collusion. It's strategic. It's smart by the owners, but they need to level the playing field. And it, so yeah, I agree need, with you. They need to but, do better. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not going to get broached until the next CBA, which I think is either six to eight years um, from when they signed it back in 2020. I do think you're on to something with the cap, though. Like, what if the franchise tag counted as double? So, whatever the whatever the position is. 
So the but it shouldn't take away from money for other players. It it should be a tax towards the franchise for having to do it. That's my biggest thing, but, though. But if I it's mean, going to count as double. You can't take away from somebody else's mouth. But these franchises will be reassessing their their entire setup. Is like, all right, would you rather pay Saquon twenty million dollars this year, fully guaranteed, or would you rather pay him forty over the next four years at thirty five million guaranteed? You know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing a yeah. number out there. But yeah. you put you put it you put that on a spirit where they got to sit there and be like, look, we're going to take an unnecessary hit. You wouldn't you wouldn't see quarterbacks franchise. I tell you that right now. You wouldn't see defensive ends franchise. You wouldn't see mm-hmm. offensive tackles franchise. You wouldn't see wide receivers franchise. But well, you would why sit did they have the franchise take it all? Like why no other sport has it? Because the uh, you already got them locked up for five years. And you have the. Well, I mean, NBA has restricted free years. agency. I guess NFL does too. It's because that's what they created. That's why. But that's at why. least with restricted free agency, a year early, you can get out if somebody wants to pay you more. It's not penalizing the player. It's making the team force their hand to make a longer commitment. NFL is the complete opposite of it. We're saying, hey, we're going to give you an extra year to kind of fuck us a little bit, and it's going to benefit you more than it's going to benefit me. And then after that, you can add on another year and and ruin the potential. Yeah, of we can franchise bigger... you twice, and yeah. then really wear you down. So what? NBA after three years, you basically could get out of it if the team doesn't want to pay you, or is it the NFL? You got your fifth year option, and then two franchise takes. That's seven years. That is double the life expectancy of an NFL career. Like, it again, does not bro, make any it's strategic. sense. It is strategic. It is by design. Nothing you are saying is factually inaccurate. It's by design. That's why it's set up the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, that, that's the situation. I, I saw a tweet today from Le'Veon Bell, and he was saying that he's now basically telling kids don't become a running back. You know, having to look at kids and say, don't become a running back. But what are you going to do with these guys that, like, Bajan Robinson? Like, I think the same way the tight end with Atlanta, I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head, but it's like these are hybrid players. They technically aren't. Bajan Robinson is not a running back just because he runs the ball. The same way – Debo Samuels, like, wasn't there a point where, like, the 49ers were trying to, okay, well, we want to pay you as a they hybrid pay, running back and they receiver. They want to pay him as a running back and not a receiver. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. They need to – this is that franchise tag, the position paying players by position and stuff. Like, NBA isn't like that. A point guard doesn't make more than a small forward or vice versa because of what position they play. It's literally the value you create for the team. NFL needs to completely wipe this position payment. It just it doesn't make any sense. The system's ruined everything. Yeah, running backs just don't exist anymore. I've said this before. I say it often. I will continue to say it every chance somebody asks me. There's only one record in the National Football League that will never be broken. Somebody, especially with health and training, some quarterback could come around and play and win seven Super Bowls. Tom Brady's records could go down. Passing-wise, Drew Brees' record, Tom Brady record, touchdown, all that's going to get beat. Emmett Smith's all-time rushing record will never get beaten for the rest of the National Football League's history. The rest of known man, time, all space universe. Nobody <laughs> will ever rush for more yards than Emmett Smith in an NFL game. Excuse me, Facts. season, career, ever. Just because of the way the position has changed. Facts. Well, that damn, man's just... jersey will be, he will be the greatest running back of all time because he is technically the last running back to really get burned. Yeah, Ladanian Tomlinson, but yeah, I'm with it. Like I'm, I'm with you in spirit. I get what you're saying. So yeah, that's that's uh, the situation in the National Football League. But we will quickly move on from all of this because that's what we do in our culture. 
today, rookies from across the NFL begin reporting to their respective teams for training camps, which begin in earnest next week. So this time next week, we will forget about the fact that our favorite running backs haven't gotten paid because you will be drafting them in your fantasy football team, Brad. August 18th, can't wait. Oh, we got to do this shit again this year. Yeah, we're doing it as long as this podcast exists. People are going to get my unsolicited advice and my. All right, who's your first pick? Put your money where your mouth is. Your first pick, who you going with? I don't know. It doesn't work that way. What the heck? I don't know what my. I don't. I don't. We we basically you put the top forty players in and you get a budget and then basically like a salary cap and you you free agency. Whoever gets the highest bid on the players. It's the players that they want. So really the top 40 is it's more of a strategic, like I think Jonathan Taylor's worth $74. That's where I'm going to max out on if I can get him for that. You know, it's all about money and and making sure you get the most maximizing your salary. So you're saying you're a general manager abiding by a salary cap, making sure you don't go over the cap to get the money and you a lot of specific price you're willing to pay for a running back. You verbally just said that. Yeah, I have a spreadsheet and everything. So going into it, I have the 40 players. I know what my maximum But you just contradicted is. everything you said about National Football League GMs. You just contradicted yourself. My man, this isn't this is fake money. This is monopoly money. <laughs> and there's only like three running backs in there anyway. So the receivers are getting all the money in this. Yeah, Yo, you gotta take uh Jamar Chase. I know everyone loves Justin it. Jefferson, but I'm a big Jamar Chase fan. I, I hope he stays healthy, bro. I really Justin do. Jefferson only had nine touchdowns last year, and he had the most red zone targets. So he's 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 due for 14, 15 touchdowns this year. I truly believe that. Oh, so I think he's speaking even a of little... shit, crazy things, numbers. You see your boy Dak Prescott? No. That, why is that my boy? I don't like He Dak. said that uh, he's not going to throw more than 10 interceptions this year. Okay. Yeah, he said that. He didn't throw 25 last two seasons combined. I don't know. I know 25 divided by two more than 10. I know that much. Make sure we drug test Dak. (laughs) I'll be honest. The the Cowboys are going to be a dumpster fire per usual. They might start out hot. They might have a great regular season, but they're the only franchise in the last, I don't know, 25 years that hasn't made it out of the divisional round. Um, Cowboys have not been relevant since 1995. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah, drop that. So, sorry, Dak. Even if you throw 10 picks, also a hot take a little bit early. Russell Wilson is going to have a season, bro. You're giving Sean Payton way too much credit. I'm giving everybody too much credit over there. I just genuinely believe it. I think Denver is going to be. I'm not saying like they're Super Bowl bound or anything like that. But I think they're going to have a huge turnaround this season. And, yeah, I think Sean Payton's part of it. Sean Payton's never had, like, a, I think, below top seven quarterback ever, except for his first year without Drew Brees. Uh, who was his quarterback in New Orleans that year? I completely forgot. Jameis? Nah, bro. Hill. Him and Hill? Hill? Oh, that's right. Well, he paid Taysom. That, he got, now, that's Vanessa of the week, Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom, how the hell did Taysom Hill get that paycheck? Is Taysom Hill even still in the league? Yeah, he played. He's still with New Orleans. He played quarterback a little bit last year. When um, yeah, but they had Dalton, uh, Jameis, Taysom. This year they got Derek Carr. Jameis is the two. Like, no, Taysom just ain't yeah. He just ain't it. They got Gruden. Gruden's in there helping. I saw that, bro. That article. 
Woo, yeah. that article talking about the emails and dropping everything. Uh, okay, so the article dropped last week. It was on ESPN.com, a deep dive into basically how the emails got leaked the involving the Washington commanders, Dan Snyder, and then, you know, John Gruden being kind of racist, kind of homophobic, and how he took the fall, basically, and it outlined everybody who had a vendetta against Gruden. A lot of people don't like John Gruden. That's what I got from that email. And then second off, the NFL was very sloppy in uh, protecting those emails. Yeah. A lot of people had them. We want to talk about collusion. There's there's a bit of collusion going on there for sure. I can't wait until John Gruden burns Roger to the ground. My, I'm never one to like really want somebody to like go down. I think I'm not the only NFL fan that wants to see Roger go down at some Bro, point before he, he sneaks out. Is like two hundred million dollars later. He got he makes like fifty million a year. Bro, he's he's paid like a top tier quarterback. He is not worth that much money. I hey, can go and be commissioner in the NFL. Takes- make it. I agree with you, but what is what the market dictates. All right, we ain't got too much time left in the uh, show. Let's go ahead and jump over to Steph Curry, too. He back in the news. Uh, because he's good at everything. everything. He's at the ACC, which Accenture, whatever championship. I don't know what it was. He was playing golf in Tahoe with rich people. Oh, I want to go to Tahoe. Did you see how beautiful that place looks? It did. I want to go there so damn bad. But anyway, Steph was out there, hit a hole in one. I'm a golfer. I know you kind of golf, but not quite really. Should what, should we be impressed that Steph is good at this? Yes. Or should we be blown away, or is it just dude like, a hole in one? How many how many guys golf for their whole life on the PGA and never get a hole in one? I agree. I agree to do it with national television cameras on you, um, and then to sink what I want to say like a thirty foot, forty foot putt to win it. He Look, has a he just he's got a clutch trait gene ability to do shit that we just can't. There, there's one guy who, like, Mr. Steal Your Chick, like, if Steph Curry took my girl, I'd be like, I get it. I completely get it. I wouldn't even be sad. I wouldn't be mad. Like, I would, he, him and Michael Jordan, I think, are the only two people I would ever feel that way about. She our girl. The wise silent. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Hood um, I just, I, I sit there and... I watched him play and watched the way he carries himself on the golf course. And it'd be intriguing to see if 10 years from now, he's not trying to make a little run at, I wouldn't even say a web.com tour, straight up PGA tour, because he's going to get sponsors exemptions because he brings eyes in and he has a talent. And now after that performance, we're all intrigued to see, could he play professional golf? I, I think he'll go for it. Absolutely. As he he's should. A, I think he, he should go for it. Because what else is he going to do? He's not going to like be an NBA coach or GM or anything like that. Like, if anything, he'll own a franchise and professionally golf for the rest of his life and create more shitty game shows on ABC. <laughs> oh, you think you think that was a shitty game show? I'll tell you what. If all, this, if this strike, athletes. if this strike goes another month, like if this strike makes it past Labor Day, I was reading New York Times article on it. It's about to get bleak out here. Not just for 2023, but half of 2024 will be lost. So every athlete going to have a game show. Every athlete going to have uh, media. Co- like, it's going to be ridiculous if this writers and actors strike and things. So, yeah, you know, just get used to it. Steph Curry coming out with a cooking channel. It's not just him, too. I saw something on NBC. It was like a grandma's baking show with Leslie, uh, Leslie Note, but Amy Poehler. Leslie Note was her character. 
Parks and Rec. Who the hell asked for that? Who asked? Yeah, oh, look, we got five minutes left about mm-hmm. taping. Who the hell asked for that? A show about Nobody. grandma's bacon. And they had the audacity to say it was Emmy nominated. By who? What Emmy? Look, funny thing, grandma's baking. Out of any quote-unquote influencer event I've ever been invited to, there was actually one for Chrissy Teigen has, she did something for like Impossible Meats or something like that. And the whole premise of the event was her grandma's recipe. And it was the best thing I've ever been to. The food was amazing. Chrissy was looking fire. Her grandma, like the whole story was sweet. So I'm, I'm there for Chrissy Teigen doing this, but Amy Poehler, I'm good. She can stick to NBC comedies. It's on NBC. Something tells me Lauren Michaels was just like, hey, look, I can't get this uh, Saturday Night Live check. So I'm going to dust off some of my old SNL people and have them maybe some more money doing something Those else. NBC people, once they get one check, they like keep their foot in the door forever. I respect it. I would it, too. It's like yeah. its own Cosa Nostra. Lauren Michaels is the uh, is the boss. He's he's the capo. He's, he gets a uh, check for all that. Yeah, no, it, it, seriously. If someone from Saturday Night Live is doing a show on NBC, I know people don't look at the credits, but check the credits. Every it's not even just NBC. Lauren Michaels is executive producing the show. Well, I'm saying not just NBC, like my guy Tim Robinson. He used to be an SNL writer. writer. That's kind of where he got his big start. And he had a show on Comedy Central. Lauren Michaels was the executive oh, producer that. of that. Yeah, I think he, I think I, I genuinely believe it's in the contract that if you get a show coming out of SNL, like if it's probably within a certain window, Lauren Michaels is getting a piece of it. I think Lauren just, uh, you know, he just get a cut of everything. You just got to pay the vig. Um, <laughs> if we're all, hey, look. Tribute, the tribute, not the vig, but yeah, okay. I feel you. We got to get uh, Lauren Michaels to uh, do our show. Maybe we can get this thing put on one of the big networks. Hey, Lauren, you need writers. We ain't union. We'll do it for you. Hey, Brandon, uh, what should they do this week? If they're trying to be a running back and get paid? Don't do it. I'm not even going with the slogan. Just go play golf or tennis or soccer, actually. Go play soccer. Do yourself a favor. Go play soccer. Yeah, Nessie back in Miami is showing up, too. As always, put your people on so they can put their people on. Thank y'all so much for listening to the show. We'll see y'all back again next week. Street.